Hey folks, welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, sorry, Carlos, I didn't mean to interrupt the metrosexual talk about the Hamiltons <laughs> and whether you and Tad. Uh, what, what kind of? What's your T-shirt, by the way? What's that say? It says Burr shot first, which is you're old enough, Sean, to remember Star Wars. Tad isn't, um, but this is a play on the whole Han Solo shot Greedo first. Right, right. So you're mixing Hamilton and Star Wars. Yes, yes. It's a double like cultural, you know, play on tropes. So it's 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 for the it's for the educated and the cultured. Is that going to get Tad out of the out of the shadows? We might actually rope him in. He you might want to so? if we if we can combine Hamilton and soccer somehow. Like, oh, Tad's coming in. He's he's coming in hot one of these days. By the way, that noise in the background is Carl's rubbing on his the grooves on his corduroy pants. You can you can hear that. It's a nice <laughs> it's a nice sound effect. I may try to eat some peanut butter crackers and unzip this hoodie and zip it back up and you know just to have some sound effects to go. Along with this, uh, you know, fabulous podcast. Absolutely, you know. And Sean, the readers, the, the readers, the viewers can't see this, but you had a little. The viewers, the, the readers, readers, the listeners. I guess my you man. can you can kind of view it if you're if you're clicking on the embeds that we get right in our stories, and you can click on the podcast. But you were wearing a little mask around your ear, and it had a cool like uh, Hawkeye Pierce look to it from Mash. So I, I I was hoping you would keep it on, but. He, it's okay. Well, he was a happier guy than I was. And you're wearing right? army green, too, so that's nice. Is that army green? It I is. feel like it's more of a – it's not quite avocado green, but it's a little – It's not even close to avocado. Don't, don't ever say it's, that. It's I'm sort from California. Of like, don't use that word. It's kind of like 70s green. It's army. Maybe that's been updated a little bit. There's a, there's a touch of splash. It's like t- take army green and add a little gin to it. Lighten it up, whatever the heck that means. It's soaked in gin? Is that what you're it, telling it, us? It means nothing. Maybe this is why, by the way, I wanted it before we – Get into the show. I think we've got another good show, a lot of good topics. Uh, the Lions, Dan Campbell, emotion. He didn't cry this week, but he was he was angry. He was angry. He's going face. crazy. He's slowly yeah. going crazy. Yeah, yes. he is, and he's all over the place, kind of. You know, but you know, I think the fans probably appreciate that. We'll get into that first, and we're going to talk about uh, God. Poor Michigan State fans. They they get the ride of their not the ride of their life, but this this season out of nowhere. Who thought they were going to be seven and zero at this point? The football team, of course, we're talking about. They're seven and zero. Every week is just a sort of joyous. Well, maybe not so much at Indiana last week. They did hold on, but this, this, this one week, one joyous week after another, and then all of a sudden, you know, the reports coming out of uh, CBS. I want to say Bruce Feldman, college football writer, that Mel Tucker is uh, at the top of the list or near the top of the list for job candidates at LSU. So, you know, Michigan State Sparty fans can't have nice things. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get into that, and then we'll talk about your beloved Red Wings. I don't know why you pretend you love the Dodgers, but you really love the Wings. <laughs> I love all sports, Sean. How, how, I don't discriminate. You don't discriminate? No. Okay. I, I, I have a Dodger sickness. I, I try to kick the habit. I cannot. I have to watch these stupid games, So, and they're always late, so I'm always staying up late. But, yeah, we'll— We'll touch on the wings for sure. I like the I love hockey. I grew up. I'm a huge LA Kings fan, but I always I love hockey. It's just it's it's, a, it's the best sport. It, it's well, it's a great sport. That's for sure. Yeah. But before it's we get into town, it, Sean, we're in hockey town. Before we get into that, we end every show with and we encourage people to, to to rate our podcast, subscribe to our podcast, rate our podcast. You know where wherever you can do that, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know if you saw this. I know we talked about this yesterday. And, we, you know, we've gotten some nice ratings. So we're grateful for that. <laughs> but, look, you, you get the bad with the good, too. And I feel like it's only fair to share. And I don't remember this fellow's name. Maybe he, maybe it's not a he. I don't want to make that assumption. I don't know that he put a name on there. I keep saying he. I think he's kind of a he, the way it was written. In any case, he said that he would rather listen to Lou Holtz 
longtime Notre Dame coach, football analyst, read nursery nursery rhymes, then listen to this podcast. I thought that was a uh, high praise. That is high praise, and and you know that this guy listened to it. That's why. That's I I give him credit. He probably listened to it, and but he just wanted to chime in, which is what the trolls do. They pretend they don't read or listen, and they chime in because they do. But you and I both got a lot of criticism over the years as part of the job, and that's just fine. I thought that was one of the more clever. <laughs> yes, credit. Yes, absolutely. Clever criticisms. Bonus I'd rather points. listen. To, I'd rather listen to Lou Holtz read nursery rhymes. You know what? I I remember when he was coaching Notre Dame. It was just fun. It was fun to listen to. He was so kind of like, kind of like homespun, southern, corny kind of stuff. But he was entertaining. With and that's the, why with the drops of spit coming out of the yeah. Side of his and, mouth. And that's why he had a career on TV and everything. He was he was fun. So if I'm being compared to Lou Holtz, I think that's a good thing. Okay, that's a good thing. All right. Well, let's go from one one coach, uh, one football coach to. Well, another football coach, right? Dan Campbell, who's not quite like Lou Holtz, but who's also uh, charismatic in his own way and not afraid to show emotion. Yesterday, the Lions lose their, what, sixth game? Yeah. It was the worst game they've played, the worst, I don't want to say effort, yes. and he was careful not to say effort, and a couple of the players took offense that they didn't play as hard. He used the word focus. He said yes. that we just that, that their minds weren't there in the same way. I think that's personally human nature a little bit all these gut punch losses and it just it, the cumulative effect of that who knows he blamed himself but he was pretty angry pretty spicy salty even in the post-game news news conference after the the blowout loss to Cincinnati Bengals what did you think I was I was so fascinated yes I thought I was fascinated because the week before he's crying right and I thought well this was such a deflating loss because they were never in it and I thought what's his reaction going to be and a lot of times what we've seen over the years from coaches is they come in kind of the same way where they're deflated and like, well, we just got to do better and we got to clean things up, got to look at the tape, blah, blah, blah. But he was angry. I mean, he was like really visibly bothered by it. Um, and I guess I guess that's the right reaction. It made sense. Um, but I think almost that this was the first maybe inkling that Dan Campbell has that this team just might go 0-17 because they're out of bullets, man. They those That roster is decimated by – it wasn't good to begin with, and now they've been decimated by injury. Frankly, he was right that especially on offense they lost. They had a problem with focus, and they weren't on the same page on some plays and this and that. They made errors. They made a lot of mistakes too. So did the Bengals. But the Bengals have enough talent to overcome that stuff. The Lions don't. They're, he's talked about the margin of error being slim. And this was this was the sign that when you don't make up for your lack of talent with focus and effort, this is what happens. You're not even in the game. And the defense even played okay, but they just weren't in the game. Especially the first half, right? The first half. This, can, this, this may be – they're not going to get healthier, and they're not going to get more talented. So – this is not looking good, and I think that's that's where he thinks I have to be the difference maker. I have to be harder. I have to be tougher on them in practice or some, do something to make up that difference, and that's why I think he was maybe, like, shocked a little bit of, I've something's this is scary, you know, and he was upset that we should have been in this game more. And to his credit, he took responsibility for that. I mean, you know, most, most good coaches are going to do that. I mean, you're not going to get up there and sing a lot of your guys necessarily, even when, when he was asked about Jared Goff. At one point, he paused for a while before he— Seven seconds. But yeah, before—did you count it up? Yeah, before he said he needs to do better, step it up, something to we, that effect, right? We asked, does, does, is, is he the guy? Can you—whatever the question was, can you get more out of him or whatever? And 
And he's like, you know, and he, he thought about it for seven seconds. It was Dave Burkett actually counted it up on the audio, but he, it was seven seconds and he thought, and I think that that room was spellbound when like, what is this guy thinking about? It, he's, it was seven seconds. It felt like 20 seconds. It was like, oh my God, what's he going to say? And he said something meaningful that, yeah, I think we, he needs to put more on his shoulders and I need more out of him. And I'm asking for that because I think he can handle it. And that's been one of the things behind the scenes a little bit with Jared Goff in L.A. is that they couldn't put enough on his shoulders. They were worried about giving him too much pressure and responsibility in the offense because he didn't show he could handle it by himself. Um, and that's that's a tough ask in the NFL. Like there aren't that many quarterbacks who like put it all on me. I'm going to do this. He needed help with, with Todd Gurley, but I think that I think that. Campbell said it the right way, and Goff agreed with him. Yeah, I think I can do more. He he did. Look, it's not just you're, you're talking about responsibility and expanding the playbook, and I know you talked to Pro Football Focus about that with Goff and could he handle that. But uh, on some level, it's also just seeing the open receivers within the plays he's, he's given or hitting the open receivers. Look, every quarterback is going to miss receivers. It happens. I know it was egregious when Hawkinson was not completely running free down the sideline, but it was a long sort of 15-yard out. Or, or so, and what he airmailed it by. I mean, you know, Hawkins is a big guy. He airmailed it by several yards. He had no chance to catch that. And the crowd was kind of, maybe not shocked, but they were, you know, the reaction, you could hear it. They booed a little bit. And they booed actually fairly early on in that game and kept that up. And that was that was kind of surprising because the narrative of this team early on, uh, to, to your point, back in, the, the what, mid-September, whenever the season started, even we knew they didn't have a lot of talent. The fans knew they didn't have a lot of talent, but they did have this kind of. They showed right away this sort of. I hate keep using this word, but I'll do it for you, Carl's. This pluckiness. How about just? <laughs> how about just? Uh, I mean, they were competing. Plucky. No, they were competing, man, and they had a decent offensive line, and it looked like they could run the ball a little bit, and they could use golf to run playoff play action off of that. And we're going to go up and score thirty, thirty-five points a game, but they can at least move the ball and score a little. Yesterday felt like all of that was gone. A combination of the injuries, Goff kind of maybe starting getting his head too much. Right? It just, I don't know, Carl. I tell you, I tell you what's interesting to me, and I don't want to completely change subjects here. But I, there's a couple of readers that have been. You mentioned 0117. I've been getting emails every week. You guys were way too optimistic at five wins. Did you predict five wins? Six, Six wins. I predicted five. They're almost gleeful. They're almost enjoying watching this. And you never see that. You rarely see that in college football, right? When when a team starts to lose or when somebody's starting to struggle because of the idea. Yeah. It's just it's interesting to me how I sense a swell, a, a growing kind of, not optimism, it's a weird way to put it, but a, a growing sense of, yeah, it'd be kind of fun if they won a 117. You, you, you feeling that already? Here we are in week six? Yeah, it, 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 pros are different because the reward is the, a better pick, you know. So um, it, it's kind of like, yeah, this team sucks and they hate the forwards and this and that. So there's a lot of sort of weird stuff tied, them to, tied into them losing more. Um, but, yeah, it's it's – it's kind of the macabre, right? The, the 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 dark side of like looking at you know the dark humor, I guess, of looking at like, well, we told you so. We knew they were going to be bad. Um, but let's and I told Dave Burkett this yesterday. We did a video um, that you weren't in, Sean, and because um, we stuck around. But we we did a video and and 
I told Dave, like, you know, in your heart and in my heart and my gut, I know we both know that this team is really two and four because they should have beaten the Ravens and they really should have beaten the Vikings. They did enough to do that. Goff played well enough and the offense and defense played well enough to win those games. They really easily could be two and four. And that changes the narrative. So I think you have to look at things in in context. You can't just say 0 and 6 and that's it. And frankly, 0 and 6, but they've taken steps that have looked good. This was the worst game overall by Goff, and he made some mistakes. He threw away a ball on fourth down, which is what the hell, who does that? And he admitted it was a brain fart, basically, to do that. Um, but he also made some nice throws. Um, and this was a good, there was one throw he made. I don't know if it, people remember this. I think it was in, maybe in the first half. He threw to Khalif Raymond, who claims to be 5'8". He's probably closer to 4'8". But <laughs> he he threw a really nice pass on the sideline, but Raymond couldn't get it. And he threw it over the, the cornerback and Raymond just too short to go up and get it. But it was a good throw. And that's exactly a good example of if he had a 6'4", Six foot four receiver, he would have caught that ball, but he can't make Khalif Raymond taller. It's who he has. Khalif Raymond has become his number one receiver, and nobody even know, knew who Khalif Raymond was before this season. So the talent, you know, they can't run the ball behind Evan Brown and Matt Nelson. Of course they can't. You know, they they've kind of been playing above their heads, and this was kind of a, a little comeback bit. to reality of. With the, and, with some mental focus problems, this is what happens. And by the way, I really like Raymond. I like the way he plays. You can, you can see he's a slot the guy, you, but right, he's he's a number third guy. Yeah. I mean, number, excuse me, number three guy. But you love his again intensity and effort and so pluckiness. On and so forth. Yeah, you like his pluckiness. <laughs> look, man, when you look out there and you look at your wide receivers and they're a foot shorter than <laughs> cornerbacks who are already only five ten themselves, right? I mean, it's it's no it's. <laughs> it's noticeable. You're not, that's not a winning combination. No. no, it's not. And these guys are. I mean, you know. I, I, here's here's the thing about everything else is Lions fans are crying and lamenting that they don't have Quintess Cephas. Like we we lost Cephas. That was our last hope. When you're hoping for a Quintess Cephas, man, and that's your savior. Oh man, this is going to be a dark time. So so, so imagine when they lose Raymond. I mean, so where's it going to go from here? Because where's it going to go from here? Because. What's interesting is I think there was some, not hope, but people were sort of enjoying this team a little bit and the way they were playing, the way they were getting after it, the close losses. I mean, there's uh, there's honor in a way and heartbreak, right? No. But, no, there kind of is. You know, you can wear that as a badge. But look, the, the Boston Red Sox and Chicago Cubs fans made, uh, you know, made a living of that, built, built an identity out of that over a century. So, and the, and the Lions, the poor Lions fans have never been able to do that except they got a little bit of that first with the uh, the Baltimore and then the when the Vikings the Vikings kicks. But look, if they're not going to be competitive, th- then what? Right? Then, that, then what are you looking at? And what, think, do, what do you what do you hold on to? The, the, the hopelessness kicks in at that point, right? And I think that you know you know the the I think we talked about this yesterday at the stadium was that it 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 filled up more than we thought it would because it was kind of empty at the beginning and we had the marathon and all that stuff. But it filled up, and they had a decent crowd, especially for being 0-5. But there has been hope. And I think that's the scary thing is when you start getting, like, just, you know, Campbell came in right away. We got we got our butts whipped, you know, and all this stuff. And, and he was right. And they just got handled and dragged around the, the field a lot of the time. But, you know, and I, I made this point on Twitter. I think Austin Bryant made a really nice – had a really nice effort sack late in the game in the fourth quarter. I'm like, listen, that team has not stopped playing. They may suck and they may lose focus or whatever, but there's no lack of effort. I haven't seen – I've seen teams. I've seen the Lions quit. 
late in seasons several times, and this team wasn't quitting. They just don't have the talent. And when you have that drop in focus, which you said, you know, human nature, you know, you just keep losing and losing and losing and you're out of, you know, like it's just human nature sometimes. Lack of talent, lack of focus, that's what's going to happen. So we're being hard on the Lions, I think, a little bit. But look at the five out of six games. They've, there's been hope and there's been promise. So maybe maybe going to L.A., you know, with a, with a really good opponent, maybe they – that helps them. You know, when you're facing a good opponent, sometimes it picks you up a little bit and encourages you. Meanwhile, yeah, well, not meanwhile, but yeah, speaking of which, how about that? That's a much better segue. My <laughs> goodness. I'm feeling a little. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, back at the bat cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling a little something. So, speaking of LA and Matthew Stafford, right? It's the next opponent. You're going out soon. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. You're going to be out there for two, three weeks. For work, work, I don't know if I'll come Matthew back. Stafford profile will depend on the extradition laws, but I might come. Back, I may come back. I mean, I, because California is a different country, right? Basically, socialist republic of what's the <laughs> what's the joke? Socialist <laughs> republic of of California. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the model of uh, how you don't want to live if you're living in Idaho. <laughs> Although <laughs> Idaho is full of Californians, I know. Yeah, so is Colorado. Boise, Boise is mostly California. So is now Texan. Texas, not full of, but no, I don't know about there's, Texas. A, there's a there's a move there. Yeah, I know mm. folks in Texas are like oh, we don't we don't want you guys. They're they're afraid they'll become. You know, Houston's basically L.A. It is. Yeah. It is. Maybe with even better food. We don't want to get off on no. that. No, no, don't even start. No, dude. When you when you mix Cajun and Vietnamese food, <laughs> you've done something pretty cool. Yeah, it's called the taco truck in L.A. No, no, they don't. They're not doing that in L.A. Yeah, you're right. They do LA, they mix Mexican in LA. and Korean, and that's pretty cool too. They do everything. There's no, there are no rules out but there. But how about Sean. let's talk about mixing the Lions with with on the same field with a really good Rams team and Matthew Stafford? How ugly is that going to get? Or not? Or do you care? I was just talking to a fan today coming into the Really? You studio. like talking to fans? I love talking to fans. Where was this? On the street? Out this front of Lafayette? On, no, no, no. This is called reporting, Sean. I was calling him on the phone for an interview. Oh, I thought you were maybe just randomly ran. Us. By the way, no, I no. walked. I, I saw you when I was pulling into the deck walking. You did? Yeah, and your nice, uh, it wasn't quite a hoodie, right? Sort of a mock. It's a zip-up Three-quarter zip-up, yeah. It's a mock zip-up, yeah, yes. You look like a man that knew where he was going. <laughs> I was like, oh, who's that? Oh, that's Carlos. It's got some purpose there. Was it like the Marlo Thomas scene and like that girl? Or no, what was it? Uh, was it that girl? Man, we're dating ourselves. Oh, no, you her. just look like you, you, you had a no, purpose. You knew where you were she going. Her it's not like your columns where you're kind of all over Rambling the place. Rambling and, yeah. Well, or starting off with I. Drooling. I believe, I believe. No, you you were too good I for believe. that on the street. You were walking <laughs> with, you know, you understood people and who you were. Fans were <laughs> coming up to you talking about what? Do you know Sean Windsor, is it? Yeah, what was is everything, it? What, what is was everything it? true about so, it? No, seriously, you were talking to a fan about... Oh, I was talking to a fan about just, um, are you Lions fan, about how much are you bracing for this? And there is a lot of fear out in fan Lions fandom of he's going to drop six burgers on us. It's going to be 48 to three or something. I mean, they... And it's weird because I think a lot of the, the diehard Lions fans really are still you know, attached to Stafford. They they still have the shirts and all that stuff, the jerseys. But they're really worried that it's going to just be a brutal beatdown. And I, I always equate this always, I don't know why, to like your former girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever of you don't wish them ill, but you don't want them to show you up. You know, that's harder, you know, to live with. And I think, you know, I, I think my, Stafford's dream scenario and my, I believe, is that he gets they get up huge, huge 
like in the third quarter and it's like 42 to three or something. And then he comes out of the game, you know, somewhere in the fourth quarter and lets, you know, John Wolford or whatever take over. And that's, that's the ultimate flex, right? Is I beat you so bad. I didn't even have to w- stay in the game to finish it out and whatever. And then and, he's just kind of dapping up his teammates yeah, and smiling. Oh yeah. Hagging, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all that. And, but I, w- the one thing I will guarantee, I will guarantee this, it, Almost certainly will be on television too at some point. They'll show it on the you know replay after. But um, he'll go. He'll hug. Make a point to hug Sheila Ford before the game. He didn't have any. I, w- I can't imagine he has much animosity. Oh, no. no, no, no. Right. I mean, he he understands that they just weren't very good. It's right. not for a lack of trying. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, he he knows. I mean, I, he was treated well. He had a good relationship with the Fords and with management and everything. So I think he understood that. You know, and they always appreciated him and. And um, all the, you know, playing through injuries and working hard. So there, there's no there's no animosity there. And I hope – but, you know, the NFL, I mean, you can't – I don't know. When are they going to start kicking field goals if it gets out of hand? Who knows? But um, are I Are you think, saying they're going to get mercy? Yeah, I think they'll – I think it'll be – although the only hope is that the they'll, Lions They'll defense, call the game and start passing out orange <laughs> slices and juice boxes? Yeah, exactly. Is I mean, that what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, that that they they could, they could end it early. Well, listen, you're going to be out there for a while working on some uh, Stafford stuff, and we can look forward to that. Yes, you're going to earn your uh, your salary for a change. I will. I thought. Yeah, I will. I thought be, I that, you're not going to go out there and play golf. And I'm going to mostly be playing golf, trying to sneak into Dodgers playoff games, and eating in and out. That's that's my. Just those are my three. And then if I can squeeze work in, Sean, I love eating out. Just don't eat the fries. Why? Because they're you know they're not worth it. Get get the. Do you know? Do you know that they actually own their own potato uh, fields and grow their own potatoes? Well, it doesn't make a, dif- a difference with the fry. I mean, they're I, amazing. They're great. They're, and not only that, the great dude. They're like Orida. The only thing is they're not crinkle cut. Come on, man. No, no, their no. fries are whatever. We're they're gonna, not. We're gonna go eat. Their burgers are great. Next time, get a chocolate malt or shake. I don't think that's a malt. I think it's a shake. It's shake with real ice cream. And the the secret about In and Out that people don't understand is you can go there and you can say I want this and they will make it. You can make it up and the fries, it's fries, fries light, fries well. They will make it up. You they know, do I, animal style fries. You tell them whatever you want and they will do it. Like how would you I'm going to next time I go I'm going to say hey, can I have a bowl of ramen please and uh, with a little pork well, belly. If they have it, they'll make it. Yeah, they, it'll be great. We'll and the, s- we'll a see. little pro tip by the way on the shakes. Or maybe is, I'll have some country fried steak with a couple of poached <laughs> eggs. Yeah, if you can find a Waffle House, but the the secret for the shakes is Neapolitan shake. They put strawberry, vanilla, and dude. Chocolate. Once again, you can't make your mind up. That's too many flavors. No, it's amazing. Chocolate and vanilla go fine together. I strawberry. mean, strawberry too. Strawberry. You know, chocolate covered strawberries. That's fine. But I'll, just, I'll show you. And just, another pro tip: just pick something and enjoy it. Another pro the tip: simplicity. You something. can ask for a little paper hats, and they'll give you one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I expect to see you one at the press box. Oh, what's I the name, what's the name of the stadium we're going to on Sunday? SoFi. SoFi. I expect to see you in an in and out nineteen uh, fifties <laughs> happy days style. Happy days for people that well yeah. I want to see you in one. Little paper hat. I'll have a paper hat. I'll bring it. I'll, in right. fact, we'll, we'll, when we shoot a video, if you stick around for the video, I'll do it with a paper hat. Didn't Al wear one in Happy Days or no? Al Tad's like, what no, the Al hell did not talk about. But um pa- um uh who was the other one? Pat Morita played what was his character's name? He, I can't remember. But he wore the hat. Yeah, he, okay. I don't think Al did. Okay, all right. Boy, we are but, really, Tad right now is crying. I He's, know, Pat Marino, know, Karate Kid. Uh, Karate Kid, Pat Marino. Do you know Karate Kid? There you go. He's, He's giving us kid. a thumbs up. Yeah, that's. It's also probably time to move on to the next That's vintage cinema for Tad. We're past time. <laughs> By my calculation, we're, uh, 
Oh, we're only a couple of minutes past, so that's yeah, not too good. bad. Yeah. Anyway, all right, look, we're going to take a break here, and we will be back to talk about uh, Michigan State and Mel Tucker and the fact that he's going to leave already. Okay, no, maybe he's not, but <laughs> we'll get into that when we get back. I'm Alyssa Robinson for the Detroit Free Press. When you wake up every morning, what's the first thing you do? Check your email? Me too. And when you sign up for our daily briefing newsletter, you'll get all the latest news sent directly to your inbox so you can wake up and be ready for the day. We also have newsletters about COVID-19 in Michigan, the latest entertainment headlines, as well as Woodward 248, a newsletter specifically for people living and working in Southeast Oakland County. And don't forget about automotive headlines and all the latest news from our Michigan sports teams. We have a newsletter for every personality and preference. Just head to freep.com forward slash newsletters to sign up for any one of these great options and more. Hey, folks, welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, we have a a special guest here, somebody that uh, I probably should know. I don't know that well, even though he is my brother. He was just giving me a hard time, or maybe giving us a hard time because we don't we was talk you. enough. You. He called during the first section. I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And that's not good. But anyway, Kevin Windsor's his name. He's a veterinarian out uh, somewhere north of Detroit. I don't want to give too much away because then people are going to want to know. Uh, you know, they're going to inundate him with questions about dogs and cats, and he does. He likes to keep that <laughs> on the down low. Besides, I think he takes care of half the free press Half the free press is uh, reporters' pets anyway. So, But Kevin went to vet school at Michigan State, and my guess is – well, let's ask you, Kevin. Are you worried that because of Mel Tucker's success, he's going to leave? Did you did you see the uh, buzz about LSU and the openings there? I did. I did. I did. And we're all a little bit worried about that, especially with his track record. Um, I know he had a cup of coffee at LSU under Saban, but, uh, you know, the, the how quickly he jumped from Colorado to us – um, and now with his success here has made us all a little bit worried. Um, you know, according to the report, what uh, a lot of the, 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 the powers that be at LSU are, are quite interested in the, the movers and the shakers are quite interested in what coach Tucker is, has done up here. So it does make us all a little worried. So what do you, what do you think you're getting a chance to, you got Carlos here. You can ask him anything you want. You've been reading him forever. No, maybe- no, no. I have a question for, for, for Dr. Windsor. Um, so you're basically rooting for Michigan to lose or Michigan state to lose to Michigan. Right. So you can keep Tucker. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, <laughs> it, that's, that, that, that'd be a stretch. It's always, it's always, it's always fun to see, uh, uh, faithful green and white, to, to you know, take it to Michigan and nothing was sweeter during the pandemic last year than that. Uh, what was it? One of their two victories or one of their three victories. It was a good bit of fun. So I'd like to see that repeated this year. Are you in touch with a lot of your Spartan buds? I mean, are you guys just kind of shocked at what's going on? Not with, uh, not with Tucker and LSU, it was just a seven and start. Yeah. Um, certainly it's happened a lot quicker than we all, we all, we all thought it would. Um, I think it goes to him and his coaching staff to, uh, you know, they've kind of set the, the model for how to go after the, the transfer portal and the, you know, the, the folks that he, the kids that he's brought in, um, and obviously have, have, have proven their worth, uh, in terms of what they brought to, what they brought to the Spartans. Carlos, what do you have for him? It doesn't have to be about the Spartans. I, no, I, I mean, I, I think it's very clear that Kevin, that is the successful your, brother. Is that well, what you were going to say? Not only the successful brother. I'm assuming he's the better looking brother. He is the thinner brother, but also I don't know about if he's thinner. He he might Bobby be thinner. Moore. He might be thinner. But he's also we're both a little. We're, if you address me as Doctor Windsor, 
<laughs> I think that Doctor I think I think Doctor Windsor is your source of knowledge for Michigan State. He's so he's so well versed in all things Spartan. So I have that's, no thoughts about I think own. you call him before you write your column and that's where you get your information. Your our, our parents probably would have uh if they could see us now, they probably would say he's the most successful brother, no question. You know. I don't know about that. I, and I, that's, it, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I'm not the one who has a podcast. Yeah, well, oh. but yeah, but is anybody listening to this podcast? <laughs> and by the way, we're in a closet. I mean, Tad's listening. I'll listen three weeks from now. How about that? <laughs> yeah, Tad. Tad's listening because he has to, and because the free press is paying him, right? Right. That's the only reason he's in here. That's yeah. Yeah. So everything's okay, though. Everything's all Every, good. Everything is. Everything what? is good. What have you guys been talking about? What, what do I have to? What do I have uh, to look forward to in this this uh, this podcast? Well, session? we we just talked about how the first section of how Dan Campbell how angry he was yesterday after the the Lions loss. And not a lot of excuse. Not a lot of excusing that. No, we you know so we, we just kind of broke that down, and then we're going to get into the Red Wings in the next section. So that's what Carlos is going to drop some hockey knowledge on us. Yeah, I was at the Tampa Bay game on on what was it? Thursday. Oh, you were there? Yes. It was a long time. My... We had to leave actually after the second, maybe between second and third period. Matthew had homework to do. That's so. his son, Matthew. So Carlos was there. So look, my own brother was there. I wasn't there. Well, this is Hockey it was, Town, It was Sean. a lot of fun. It was a good vibe. It yeah, this is Hockey vibe. Town. It's it's the, the faithful show up to – and it wasn't – I was really impressed with the introduction and the whole – all the captains coming back. What did you think, Kevin? That was fabulous. That was fabulous. And I, I was – my seats, I was fortunate enough to, to be facing them as they as they all spun around. Um, and the coolest part was was clearly when uh, when Lindstrom and um, – and Zetterberg came out after uh, after all the rest of the captains had been introduced. Uh, um, it was a it was a nice little moment. Uh, everybody certainly relished it for sure. Yeah, that was great. That was maybe Sean will get out to it. Can we get Sean? How hard is it to get Sean to a to a Wings game, Kevin? Can you invite him? I I think that's part of his contract. I don't I don't think he um, I don't think he he has an obligation to cover the Wings. I think that's the issue. <laughs> you know, Bill McGraw, the longtime uh, great Bill McGraw, was here forever at the Free Press. Mm-hmm. T- told me not that long ago. He said, "If you write about the Tigers and the Wings, I'll read you." But because he's like you, he's a baseball and a Hockey guy I was there last year a couple times, you know when they started playing. I guess after the because last no last year was a regular year, just yeah. no it was just no fans. I was thinking of the year before, no. but no, I was there a couple times last year. You were okay. Yeah. Well, listen, you need to. Your your aren't your patients? Uh, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> the waiting room. Wait, I have a, I have one more question. Well, they can't for, really speak, but the, but more. the owners can. <laughs> I have one more question for Dr. Windsor. Is my, yes, sir. My dog has this weird mole on his groin. <laughs> what do you think? No, I'm just kidding. I know, I know you get those questions all I the time. It's time. I'm sorry to say <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> She's one. Especially with the cost of veterinary care these days. It's, uh, he says it's time. Oh, my God. Well, I, you know, Jim Schaefer, the, who, the, the great Jim Schaefer, works at the Free Press, investigative. No, he's not an investigative editor. He's moved up. He's, he's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Just yeah, he is. He, he uh, is. My brother has actually had to, you know, do that with a couple of his dogs. I thought you was going to say on him, but okay. No, 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 no. No, no so so Kevin's got a certain reputation with some folks in I here. I see. Okay. You know, not that he's recommended it. Yeah. But he's the yeah. one that has to do it, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. You right. understand that, so sadly, yes. Yeah, so get back to your. Uh, All right, get back to your people there. All right, guys, good talking to you. you Keep too. up the good work, and uh, hopefully, we'll catch you some other time. All right, take care. Thanks. See. see take All right. Care. Bye. All right, Carlos. That was um, that was uh, my brother. We haven't talked in a while. You can tell. 
Isn't that crazy? I mean, we might as well catch up on a podcast, huh? Now, what's it like to have a brother who's a doctor and more successful? Well, you know, he's my younger brother, and he was always better looking and always more well, charismatic. Always more at ease at himself, <laughs> with himself, excuse me. He was my grandparents' favorite uh, on my dad's <laughs> side. My mom, well, I take that back. He was my grandfather's favorite, but my grandmother kind of, you know, make it up to me a little bit. So okay. he would he would always say, look, I was my mom's favorite, <laughs> and I would always just say, well, you were dad's favorite. So we kind of we kind of had both. You split the vote. I like it. We I did. We, we split the vote. <laughs> No, it's uh, it's it's fun. I still think it's crazy that he takes care of so many, many people's animals at the free press. I mean, it's just sort of random. I would start hearing from people. In any case, we don't want to get too far down that rabbit hole. I've already wasted enough of your time. Sorry about that. What Does we he were take talking care of rabbits about, too, or no? What's that? Does yeah, he he, d- he would take care of anything. He's a good dude. You know. Yeah, good veterans are are they walk they're, they're God sure walk the earth. I'm not sure if he's a veteran. I'm sorry, veterinarian. That's okay, but he is a veterinarian. Okay, so Carlos, before my brother, uh, Doctor Kevin Winter, so rudely interrupted us, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Mel Tucker in Michigan State and the Sparty, Sparty, Sparty. They don't like Sparty. Spartan fans can't have nice things. He goes seven and zero, and all of a sudden he's moving to LSU. What the heck? You know, I mean, seriously, that is going to be the problem with Michigan State. I mean, I think D'Antonio was a. a a little bit of a different case, but it was the same thing with him. Every time he had success, it was like, oh, is he going to go to the NFL? Is he going to go to Ohio State? Is he going to go wherever the job Yeah, but people kind of knew he was he was a, a little bit of a lifer, right? Uh, I mean, it took a little while to get to that, um, but at the first few years, he could have left and no one would have been surprised. But, yeah, Mel Tucker doesn't really have this huge, you know, tie to the program. And he's moved around Buffalo. a lot, he's right, moved around. I mean, that's just going to be Michigan State. I mean, you're going to be a victim of your own success, unfortunately. There's no way that, that Tucker's going to get into the, you know, win a Big Ten title or get into the CFP and do that multiple years and not leave Michigan State. There's just too much competition for great college coaches. And Spartan fans are just going to have to live with this, right? That's At some it. point, they have to get used to it. That doesn't mean he's going to LSU. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to speculate too much. I have no idea what he's thinking. But uh, I would imagine he'd want to finish out here a little bit. I know he's got a tie. He worked on Saban's staff when Saban, Nick Saban was LSU. There, by the way, from Michigan State, right? Right. So it's, there's sort of a little richness to that. But uh, maybe he does go at some point. But I don't know. Michigan State's paying him uh, a fair a fair amount. I think five and a half mil. You know, maybe somebody could come at him with eight nine million. I don't know that he would get that kind of money just yet. I don't know, man. The SEC right. is crazy. They, I mean, no, they they are. But you know, the, the facilities they're they're spending money up there. Well, know, what did what did Nick Saban? He's got say? the athletic director he wants. What did Nick Saban say? Was I'm always going to be the second fiddle here, yeah. no matter what I do. I'm not going to be the number one program. And I think there's something to that. There is, although I think D'Antonio helped flip that just a touch. Mm, now no. Michigan was kind of down. He was winning. I, I I shouldn't say that because he beat Harbaugh too. But um, nationally, Mi- nationally, there's one program. There's one college program in the state. No, of Michigan. I agree. I agree. But if Tucker shows you can recruit, I mean, Saban recruited here to a degree too. He wasn't going out and getting the guys like he did at LSU, and then obviously eventually Alabama. But uh, who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, the world's a lot smaller. It's we, we don't live it, regionally. We don't have as many differences. I mean, I mean, maybe kids won't come up here because of the weather or whatever. But are they gonna? If they're going to come from Florida and California and Texas to Michigan, then maybe Tucker can get them to come to Michigan State too. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, we'll see. Maybe they're I'm trying not. to recruit nationally. We'll, we'll just see. 
Well, the other thing, too, with Michigan State, and I don't think this is probably thought of enough, but it's a basketball school. As long as Izzo is there, maybe that'll change when he retires or something in 15 or 20 years. But but it's a basketball school. That's what it's known for. So you're not only playing second fiddle to Michigan football, but you're kind of playing second fiddle at your own school, too. Um, there's something a little to that, to your pride, you know, knowing that no matter what you do, it's, it's going to be basketball. You know, I mean, just as good as the programs have been under D'Antonio, um, that's just what you're known for, I suppose. You know, there's not much you can change about that. When you got a statue of Magic Johnson outside of Breslin, you know, what's the Michigan State football well, statue? Of course you can change. I mean, they won a title in the 60s, right? They were a football school at that point. Bubba Smith. Yeah. No, so then it's. Tad wasn't born for another 50 years. What are you talking about? No, but then it changed. But then Magic comes along, you know, 20 years later and it went, or 15 years later and won a title. And then yep. you just, these things are fluid. But I, I guess the who knows the larger point is state fans are going to have to live with this idea that as long as yes. he keeps winning, they're going to there's going to be interest. Is there any question he will leave at some point if he keeps winning? That's a I don't know. I mean, he wants to win a national championship. Can you do that at Michigan State? Uh, D'Antonio got close in a way. He got to the playoff, and then Alabama kind of showed they were still level, right? Yeah. You know, can 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 Tucker get to that level? Like, I don't know if Alabama's quite there this year, but Georgia is. I mean, it's a similar level, right? Clemson does not, but they have been. Can he get to that level? Who knows? Does it help him to have a new athletic director to get a better contract or a bigger contract and more Probably. behind I mean, him? Like, hey, we're in this yeah, together. Yeah, we're starting. And he was a guy. It was a, somebody he really wanted. So for sure. Okay. Yeah, but it, yeah, I think it's just it's just part of it. You're right. Part of being a Spartan. Yeah. At least on the football side. I, I, I feel bad. I, I hope that I hope that he stays. You know, I mean, I feel like that when I went it's to college. It's good Cal- for us, for sure. For for us, for, for competitiveness and interest in football, you know, but for the fans mostly because I know what it's like to, to be at a school that isn't the glory school and coaches leave and it's hard to see them leave, you know. Well, and it's fun to cover a winning team for sure. And it's great for the fan base, but, I mean, just for us. I mean, readership. It's funny because a lot of Spartan fans joke about the blue wall that the free press – prefers Michigan, and, <laughs> which isn't really true. It's always been, you know, sometimes you might direct resources at Michigan because the the payoff was a little bit – it was just a business decision in some way because there were more Michigan fans. This fall, though, the Michigan State stuff, by our metrics, has, has equaled Michigan and, or often outperformed it, and that's the first time any of us can remember that happening. Yeah, but also the blue wall, but that's for football. But in, in, in college football, I mean, Sean basically lives at Tom Izzo's house. You know, you, and you mean Lupe, college basketball? College basketball, I'm sorry. You, you you live with Lupe right there. Is it is it a, a shared bathroom? No, I don't see Lupe. I'm in a guest house. Out of in the, the guest house? Okay. Yeah, so you're, you're Occasionally I filter the pool. I'm not sure if he has a pool. Yeah. So you, you – oh, you know they have a pool. Well, maybe he hasn't let you swim in it, so that's why no, you don't – No, I don't filter it. the pool. I actually clean the filter that <laughs> filters the pool. How about that? <laughs> So it's it's all and yeah it's true. But traditionally, Michigan State basketball does better than Michigan basketball. So well, guess although what? that's kind of you know I mean, changing what yeah you changing want, what you want yeah. In any case, NB uh, line even in hell look, too. We we can say it's fun to be a Spartan right now, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's always yeah. fun to be a Spartan. Why? And not? when it's fun to be a Spartan, it means somebody's going to want your coach. Yeah, it's just that's it's going to happen. All right, all right. Let's take uh, one more break and come back and talk about your uh, your Red Wings. We'll talk about the Red Wings. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Phoebe Wall Howard, and I am an automotive reporter at the Detroit Free Press. This year, we have covered an incredible range of stories, people, products, business trends, everything about cars and the people who design them, as well as the people who buy them, whether it's the Ford F-150 all-electric Lightning or the Mustang Mach-E, the hot little Maverick, 
or a profile on the chief engineer Linda Zhang, who plans to transform the industry with her vision of electrification. We also do profiles of executives behind the scenes, how things come to be, and in the case of Ford Motor Company, why Oreo cookies played such a major role in the development of truck design. Many, many people reach out and ask, how can we support your work or how can we read more about this? And one of the easiest ways is to subscribe to the Detroit Free Press. We are the most reasonably priced in the whole country. For $1, you can receive six months of digital access for all of my work and that of my team on the autos coverage, as well as news, politics, education here at the Detroit Free Press. To learn more, head to freep.com backslash special offer. Thanks so much. Hey, folks, welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, we've gone, uh, God, most of this podcast, and we've not talked about health issues, uh, <laughs> private parts, anything like that. Are no, you, you had a doctor come on. What are you talking about? That's well, health. that's true. My brother, that's true. It, although we didn't really get into, you know, what he does and the <laughs> cataracts with dogs and you know, urinary tract infections with cats and that sort of thing. We didn't, we didn't do that. But, no, are, are you okay that we've, we've not gone down that rabbit hole? Yeah, I'm disappointed. Uh, you know, last week we didn't talk about food, but we talked about all your health concerns. And now we're not talking really about either. So it is. We're, we're talking about sports. And frankly, I'm bored. It's weird. It is. Are yeah. You? Yeah, it's a little boring. I'd rather either. talk about your uh, Star Wars <laughs> come uh, Hamilton t-shirt. Well, have you seen Hamilton? No, Are you I'm a Hamill not. fan? No, but Hamill I did. Fan? No, no, no. Look, I, I remember watching uh, <laughs> videos. Tad, Tad is upset with you right now. When... Um, Oh God! Why is his name is uh, Lynn? Lynn? Uh, I'm gonna let you figure it out. Manuel? No, Lynn. Uh, oh well, my God! I, I can't think of his you name. Can't. All of a sudden. Lynn Manuel Miranda. When it's Lynn a Latino Manuel, name. I know you don't like the Latinos. You yeah, have struggle with that. Right. When Lynn Manuel Miranda first sort of started getting on the scene, he did a a song at the White House when Obama was president, and that was the first time I remember seeing it. That was a long time ago. Long time this ago. is before I think Hamilton had become a sensation. That oh, probably yeah. that probably helped. It helped, but it was, yeah, it was the beginning of as he was working on the play. And yeah. when he performed the song, Alexander Hamilton, yeah. it's the intro song, it was funny. People thought, this is hilarious. Like, No, it know. was really different. It was cool. It's like, who is this guy? And, and of course, it made Obama look cool just because he yes. had somebody who at that point yes. was on the cutting edge. And then it ended up being, you know how things things work, right? It's it's interesting. It's unique. And then it becomes popular. and then And then people are like, well, that's too popular for me because, you know. Especially at young the, people. At the Tonys, when Hamilton won everything at the Tonys that year, they had a little video presentation, and Obama and Michelle Obama were there. And they introduced, and they said, when they first came to the White House, when Lynn first came, you know, we thought it was funny. Like, what? You know, one of the gangsters, whatever, of American politics was Alexander Hamilton. It was like, nobody's laughing now. And they just they just cleaned up at the Tonys, and rightfully so. Just and, a work and the, of right. genius. It, no, it's a, it's from the parts I've seen, it's it's awesome, obviously. When Trump took over, didn't I, I shouldn't say took over. When he won and became, I remember Mike Pence went to a show, right. and didn't I don't know if they stopped the show or no, or maybe it was between acts, and they actually addressed some of the cast members addressed Mike Pence. Do you remember that? No, he, he was, was the vice no, president. He was the vice president of the United States. They didn't. Uh, under they Donald booed Trump. him. The the fans booed him. They didn't address him. They no, no, no. Him. There was some. I remember seeing the clip. There was some dialogue. Maybe it was after the A show. Backstage. Possibly. There was some dialogue from the stage to Pence, 
really? it was really interesting. Okay. But no, but just when you think about that show and all the different, just the the cultural relevance of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, it's it's groundbreaking. It's just it's just fabulous. Um, the different things he pulled together. No, it was, it was cool. But uh, look, we're we're here to talk about the Red Wings. We're here to talk Your about, favorite team. We're here to talk about hockey. I like Why don't you Wings. like hockey, Sean? I love hockey. Why? What I love is it? hockey. What and is I love – I used to write about the Wings all the time, and I'm going to write no, about no, it this no, year. No, no, no. You did no, the, under, you did the been undercover there, fan I would have been ago. there last week on their opener if I hadn't had a, you know, a place. Uh, I, if you hadn't had less interest in it. Yeah. No, I had a – <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to get back into what we talked about okay. in the last episode. But I, yeah, I, I was to, sitting. I went. To, I went to Little Caesar Arena, and I saw my little. They put like a little placard where you're, with your name on yeah. it where you sit. And next to mine was Sean Windsor, and I kept waiting. Sean, I kept waiting and waiting. It was like waiting for Godot, except you know you you didn't show up, and there was no play. But still, it was a little tear came down my cheek. I'm sure it did. I'm sure you were quite sad. So. Seriously though, they they look like they got some juice this year, don't they? The Wings. They do. Like they're they're more they're more interesting, they're more compelling. I mean, yeah. they they rebounded after blowing a three goal lead twice against Tampa in the opener. They were up three nothing and six three, and then lost at the end. No, lost in overtime, I think. And uh, I don't remember who scored the goal for Tampa, but then they came back what a couple nights later and beat Vancouver. Yeah, you know, three to one. The third goal was an empty netter, so two to one. So won a kind of a tight, taut game and yeah. held the puck. From my understanding, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. No, and no Dylan Larkin either, um, because he got a match penalty and got a one-game suspension for throwing a gloved punch, which is kind of like slapping somebody. But um, yeah, you know what? And the, and the Wings are kind of like the Lions a little bit, where you know the wins are great, it's great, but you want to see the effort. And this is Tampa Bay is the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So somebody told you they're taking Tampa to overtime in the season over, like whoa, yeah. Or okay. somebody told you they were going to be up six to three. Six to three. Tyler Bertuzzi went insane, four goals. But it was a it was a energetic, fun game, you know, and, and the the thing that I really miss, and you know, as your brother was there, it was so, it felt like old Joe Lewis. It, there was so much energy. That stadium was v- literally vibrating with, and it has great acoustics, by the way, the sound, the, the pregame presentation, because Dylan Larkin had been named captain last year, but there were no fans. Right. So this time they, they had, there was a sellout, 19,515, and they were all there and they had the red carpet. It looked like they were going to do the Stanley Cup presentation, actually. That's what it looked like. And then as a surprise, they brought out, they said, across from, you know, flying over from Europe, they brought out Lidstrom and Zetterberg, and that was the so crowd went crazy. Cool. It went crazy. So Larkin deserved his flowers, right? He didn't get that. He didn't get that chance, right? And he, so he bumped. He, you know, he dabbed everybody, and it was just dap. Dap. I'm sorry. I know that's tough. Dap, but dap. Dap. Can we say what is a dab then? A dab is just a a dab is uh, has a something dap. to do with uh, hash. No, <laughs> it has something to do with weed, and, and I think it's like hair gel. You dab it anyway. No, it's 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 a particular way to get high. Um, oh, okay. And I'm trying to remember exactly. Well, I'm talking the to the right person. Okay. I just remember. No, no, no. I remember. Oh my God! I'm not going to call out. I'm not going to call out my. Uh, yeah, somebody <laughs> in my family who I had a pretty big hand in raising. I'm not going to call, call her. Him. You're going to call, call another family member. No, no, no. I'm not going to call her out. But that's. I remember hearing about that. Okay. So it's not really me. <laughs> well, so he he touched gloves and hand, he shook the hands of the the. I can't do captains. that, by the way. Can you? What have you ever toked? Taking edibles, anything like that? No, I have not. I don't believe you. I have not. Not once. Not once. 
Mm-mm. Not even to go eat your in and out. Go get. Go, I'm gonna go smoke and I'm gonna go bag on my in and out. No, no. I want that. I want to be sober and lucid for when I'm enjoying the in and out. I mean, because it's legal, right? It's like drinking a beer at this point. Yeah, I was walking behind some guys vaping be- on the street today. So yeah, were they vaping or were they actually smoking? They were vaping. They were. Nobody vaping. smokes anymore. They vape weed. No, I mean smoking weed. They they vape they were, weed. They were of course. It's the scent of oh, Detroit on, yeah, on the it, freeways. It, it That's is. you open your window, you get you get a contact. <laughs> you get the high draft. Man. You get the back yeah. draft. Yeah, yeah, like in a NASCAR race. You know, yeah. you want to do anything you can to not talk about hockey. No, no, right? no, no, no. Yes. I was just. It's like a caged no, animal just trying to claw his way out. How can I get out of this hockey conversation? Said, no, it's just when you said dab, and it made me immediately think of you know. I don't. Okay, it's, I don't, a, it's a concentrated way to get high. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> okay. Yes. You know, which you've never done. No. Oh, in college. Oh, so you have done it. Just regular old school. Oh, so you have done it. Yes, yes. No, I haven't I'm not, I'm not suggesting you're getting high right now. No, no, no. Just on the or conversation. Or did you get high this morning? I get high in our conversations. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Did you drive? I hope you took an Uber if you were high this morning when you came <laughs> into the podcast. <laughs> I had a workout at like 8 in the morning. So I'm, I'm and then you just around. mix in a little edible with your uh, corn, your blueberry I'm actually muffin. curious. Have you had an edible? What is I it have. like? It's... It's similar to smoking a joint. I mean, it just gives you. I don't. I don't like the feeling. I. I. I did when I was young too. But okay. it's um, for some people. In these days, it's almost. It, it, there's a lot of science, right? And you can, you can tailor. It's almost like a, you're going into a pharmacy, and you mm-hmm. can kind of tailor, um, the THC and all and all that for different ailments and different moods and all and all that sort of thing. But I stopped when I was young because it started making me paranoid, and that's ha- that happens to a lot of people. And, oh, okay. And even now, yeah, no, the, the edible is similar. I mean, but but then again, that probably depends too because there's, you know, it's, I, it's become a boutique sort of thing. There was a there, there's a show on Hulu called Reservation Dogs about young, you know, Native Americans, American Indians, and it's really good. Taika Waititi um, is one of the producers of it. It's a fantastic show. Thor Ragnarok. He made that movie. Did he? He yeah. did. You're right. He did. It was um, which is why that's the most. Fun and he made Marvel Jojo movie. Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was his big thing. It was. But he's. It's fantastic. Yeah. And when one scene, they have a old, uh, whatever uncle, and he's old school weed guy, and they take him to a shop, and they're pretty much saying, "Oh my god, this stuff is so harsh. It's so tough." And he's trying to sell it because he thinks it's like this vintage like uh, marijuana, and they have him try this new stuff, and he's like so disappointed. They're like, "Wow, this is good. The new stuff is so much better." Let me let me ask you a question: Would Tyler Bertuzzi take an edible? You think he gets high, or would he say no because you know he didn't want the vaccine? So what do you? You know what I think that a lot of players do take. They do in the NBA. A lot in of NFL. A lot. I mean, Calvin Johnson's talked about this. Yeah, no, for it's sure. a great way to manage pain. Absolutely. You know, and I think even or the stress NFL, or both stress, but especially for athletes. Speaking specifically about them, they deal with a lot of pain. You know, and that's one of the great ways to to help. I guess I, I don't know enough about the science. It is. But it's not just about hogging does. Hogging does. You know, eating. Getting oh, high, oh, uh, and, munchies, and getting the munchies. Yeah, yeah. It's not okay. just about you that would write thing. to Hagenas. <laughs> well, that's that's <laughs> that's your that was your go to. Thirty years ago, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Back before it was fifteen dollars a pint. <laughs> you know what I mean? Coffee Hagen does was my favorite. Toffee or coffee? Coffee. 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 Yeah. Look at you, you little sophisticated. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. It's just for coffee. somebody that likes In and Out fries. I'm impressed that you. What I cannot drink, believe uh, is hate. I cannot believe this hate on In-N-Out fries. What? By the way, when are we going to get an In-N-Out? And Little Caesars should be the one. You know, if you go to a Wings game, let's get back to the Wings. You can, the sausage house is great, but they should have an In-N-Out there. They should convince In-N-Out 
Tom Gores I'm and, sorry, uh, where? and Chris Illich could convince in and out to uh, start branching out in Michigan, and the first one should oh, no. be at Little Caesars. No, so the rule on dude, on it's in, in Waco, Texas. Why can't we have one? So, so I read a whole. Unfortunately, I read a whole book about this. Um, the thing about in and out is that they have to have their their closest store or farthest store has to be within a one day truck drive from their meat processing. So it's like plant. an internet it's like an internet mesh system. Sort basically. of. Yes, but if the, you're limited a, by the, uh, the the main modem or router, I guess. Yes, you have to be close to it. And so Texas is the furthest um, east they've come. Um, but if you notice on every in and out store that they open, their their sign is a boomerang with an arrow. The arrow always points east because that's where they're coming. So they've gone wow. Salt Lake, they've gone Phoenix or um, Arizona, this. Salt Lake, or that or is Utah. awesome. Yeah. I love that. that so you, Chicago, you know that seven weeks into the podcast and you're finally bringing something. I love that. Yeah. Here. Oh, I know. All, that's a beautiful. You asked me about In and Out. That I, is awesome. I will tell you. Yeah. That and by awesome. the way, the first store ever in Baldwin Park, California. I grew up. I was born in a house probably like 15 minutes away from it. I used to drive past it all the time. It was closed by the time. Do you get the onions, by the way? Do you get the grilled onions? Um, when I do animal style, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the animal style is good, too. They don't make the fries any better, but it's good. It's great on the burgers. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, Look, what, are, what are your favorite uh, fries, then, your fast food fries? What's your go-to? McDonald's. You think that McDonald's fries are better than in and out fries? Look, man, sometimes... I like McDonald's fries, Sometimes, but they're I, basically the same. And they're processed, and I'm sure the In-N-Out fries are actually much more like real potatoes cooked in something that amounts to yeah. a, 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 a fat that's probably a little bit better for you well, in and out than McDonald's. The, the secret to McDonald's fries is they're cooked in their workers' tears because they don't treat them properly. So. Oh, In-N-Out yes. actually treats our workers well. Yeah, no, I can't argue with you there. Every, every Do you think they let them get high in and out on their break? Probably. For, to out relax by bunk, out by the dumpster, probably there's no there's you no stopping them. Keep a big old bong. Did, did anybody even use bongs anymore? Keep a bong next to the milkshake. You're asking the wrong the person. Why are you? <laughs> I don't you know. know. I, mean? I don't know. But here's two things. I used to have a bong collection. When you I did. Was young. You yeah. still have it. Well, there was a head shop down the street from a, an apartment complex that lived right outside the University of Texas campus. By the way, it was a band called Timbuk Three. They had a hit back in the '80s called "The Future's So Bright I Got to Wear Shades." I, don't know if I you remember ever, that. If I remember you remember that. But they were. It was before they made it. And they would sit on the steps of this head shop, and I was like, "Excuse me, I got to go in and and get a bong." But uh, yeah, <laughs> that was. Uh, well, I was trying to learn how to be a writer, and you know, you just. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, this is a great hockey segment. I, yeah, I've enjoyed no, it for a bit. No, it is okay, we, I, and, and, and we got to go here. Um, <laughs> but no, let's. Uh, yes, yeah, so, this has been hockey talk. No, no. Here's Sean here's Windsor. what here's what we learned. They've got they're they've got a little more juice offensively. Hopefully they, they can the hopefully they can score on the power play a little bit better. They've got young guys that they're bringing up in uh, Lucas Raymond and Moritz Cedar. Cider. 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 I like the way – I like – sorry, I'm going to say cider. I know. You're you're appropriating German culture. I, I like it. No, no, no. Cider, yeah. So, and, and that's kind of fun, right? You know, the young guys, yeah. Is Philip Zanina ready to take another step? I scored a goal the other night against Vancouver, I think. Mm-hmm. So is he ready to go? Larkin, um, who's been a good player for a while, does he have a little bit more in him? Maybe he does. He's a, he's a really good player, two-way player. He's he is. captain, steady, you know – yeah, yeah, he's a very good player. Yeah, so they got they got some fun young guys, right? Mm-hmm. And they've gotten rid of some of the guys that were, you know, they were solid pros, but they were they weren't going anywhere, right? I hate to say that about the, the Luke Glenn Dennings of the world, but right. But Eiserman, Steve Eiserman, has helped 
kind of churn the roster. Churn the roster. We're slowly starting to incorporate the younger players, yep. and that's part of the rebuild and the hope that's coming for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and we, and we see that, and we've seen that in their effort too. And for all the folks that wanted Jeff Blaschel out, I mean, they uh, and you and I talked about this last year, right? When they extended him, right? They they competed last year in a really different difficult circumstances, and it's not a surprise that we've seen him do that two games in this year, right? And I hope that I mean I don't I don't know at this point if the roster is really ready for Blaschel to really make the difference if he can make much of a difference. They just want some steady effort. But um, but I will say that the thing that was really nice, and I haven't been to a Pistons game yet. Or they haven't started the regular season, obviously. I'd like to go. But um, it was it, that it was just an exciting – and they added, by the way, like lights to all the chairs. So they do this amazing light show before the game. But there was so much energy, Sean. I have not seen – because unfortunately, you know, the Lions are the Lions. So, eh, you know, um, we haven't started college basketball with the fans back yet. But college football has probably been similar. But, man, this is Hockey Town. That arena was rocking. It was so much fun to be there. It felt just alive and electric, and especially on a night. I can hear it in your voice. But Yeah, Bertuzzi scores three, and then he scores four, and they were. it was fun to watch. It was a little back and forth. It was, it was, there were scrums. There were almost almost fights. Giovanni Smith was trying to pick a fight with somebody. So what you're saying is you, you go to the game now, and you don't want to get high. It's You, you want to go with right, yourself. Right, Just Just pure, purely Pure hockey, hockey high. No edibles, nothing like that. Nothing, no. I can't imagine going to a sports event high. That's weird. Well, shoot. I mean, these days, I mean, why? People, people drink beer. It's just, it's a state of being. It's different for everybody. I don't. I by the way, I don't drink beer at games either. Like I, I I just. I don't uh, either because I'm working. No, I mean as a fan, as a fan. I mean, just you don't go to fans anymore. You're just not really. I could. You don't mix with the little people. No, it's not that. I would go. I don't remember the last time I went to an event as a fan. I was actually thinking about I'm going to do that with the Lions before the year's over. I'm going to get a ticket and go sit in the stands and write a column from that perspective. Really? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about that last night. Uh, I saw You'll leave s- at halftime, though, won't you? Like a real fan. Does no, that. no, because I saw some photos of, of the you know, how the NFL, they dress up and the, the makeup mm-hmm. and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know, that, that would be kind of fun. Would you dress up? No, no, no. I'd, I'd go as myself. Okay. Just a sad, your pathetic, white, pasty, <laughs> you know, guy who... Go with your brother. That'd yeah, be fun. High thirty years ago. Go with Kevin, Doctor Kevin. You think so? Yeah, that'd okay. be fun. All right, that would be that would be my favorite thing. And speaking of which, yeah, hang on. Are with we my there? Brother. I think we're. I think we're. We're way past. Oh wow! We're not going to get this in. We're not going to get it in. <laughs> you didn't. Dad's cutting it. You didn't have a favorite thing. <laughs> I do have a favorite thing, but I'm going to pivot. Actually, I, I changed my mind, um, inspired by our Hamill talk, um, and. Dr. Kevin talking about it. Um, did he talk about it? He didn't talk about it. Did I don't know. That no, he no, did. no. No, Ted talked about it. We talked about it, was it before. Ted talking about it. And we saw it in Chicago. That's where I first shot, saw the, the, the musical. That's where Tad saw it. And it is one of my favorite memories of my – so my kids who were at the time, I think, uh, almost in high school, almost middle, middle school probably, and they first got into Hamilton – and I didn't know what it was about. It was like, what is this? You know, and all the raps. And if you know David Diggs, like, what? You know, he's insane. And so they had to explain that this person's talking, now this person's talking, and whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so I got into it. We started listening to the album, and we drove to Chicago to see it. And, you know, the five hour drive there. And my wife had this book she bought. And it was all about the background of the story of the, of the play, putting it together, who was in it, who was cut. 
And so she, we're listening to the album. We're singing to it. She's reading stuff from the book. We're like, really? Oh, that happened? And we stayed downtown right by the theater. And we walked to the theater a couple blocks. And as you know, Sean, downtown Chicago is fabulous. It was just one of those memories. And and I looked over during – and the play is fast. It it moves at hyperspeed. There is Dad's no, nodding in agreement. Yeah, it is so quick. And I, I remember listening to the album hear. thinking, like, they can't really do the play yeah. in this time, right? Oh, they do it in that fast. And I looked over at my wife and my two kids, my two daughters, and they were smiling from the beginning to the end. It was just – Euphoric. They just, it, we loved every, it's my favorite, one of my favorite experiences. So you uh, did that this week? I'm confused. No, this is years ago. This was like four okay, years so ago. Was, oh, so my, oh, my favorite thing over my 50 years. Okay. But I was, so I we're remember, changing the rules. No, well, you were making fun of my, I'm not of making my fun of you. I love that shirt. It's cool. Chest Especially when you're throwing the, you're rippling, you're six, <laughs> you're six pack. You're right. The Star Wars logo on the six pack. No, I'm not making fun of you. Sharp, man. The corduroys. It's awesome. <laughs> it was, it was great, but it just reminded me that, you know, I, and in the wings game, I had so much fun, but it just reminded me like we need to, because of the pandemic and nothing's guaranteed of maybe there's so another actually, shutdown. you actually like being around human beings. So that's your favorite I love thing. it. Okay, I love good. it. And we need to enjoy these moments and appreciate them whenever we can because we don't know when they're going to be taken away from us. Okay, good, good, good. What's yours? What's uh, your well, I was looking down at the, at, the, at the clock here because we're going way past and we're talking too long. And I don't know. What, what are we been talking, Tad? Three, four hours at this point? <laughs> He doesn't no. know. Yes, he's he asleep. No, he's asleep. No, and he refuses to say anything. Anyway, I'm looking down at my to see how long it was, and I look. Actually, my eyes go down to the floor, and I notice there's just a bobby pin down there, a hairpin, which uh, you know, in some circles, you could use to pick a lock or something like that. But it, for most people, uh, you just use it to put your hair up. And I feel like is that the universe mocking me? Is it an absurdist kind of view because <laughs> I have no hair? So I look down, I see this Bobby. That's that, I, I like that, you know, just to remind you to put you in your place that you're a speck of dust in a big old vast galaxy. And some reason, <laughs> for some reason, there's a bobby pin right before me as I, you know, have no hair. You're, uh, you're I, grappling I thought, with mortality that's your favorite thing. It's not even mortality. It's just sort of the absurdity of the universe. <laughs> it's right there in front of you. You look down to see a uh, – you're trying to do a professional job. You look at the clock, you know, because we've got to wrap this up, obviously. You can surely tell that. And your eyes wander over to that. And you're like, what the heck? Okay. The cosmos right. are rocking you. It's it's, talk, like it. it's speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Not that the cosmos cares about me in in particular. Yeah. But uh, if they did, they wouldn't be in an outfries. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just uh, I'm just playing. They're good. They're fine. They're good. They're very good. They're very good? Yes. Okay, We're going to have some. They just need a little salt. That's all. You can add salt. Okay, I'll add salt. All right, speaking of adding salt, how about we add a finish to this podcast? It's about time. I think it is about <laughs> time. It was it was great, Carlos. As usual, it's fun to be in this closet with you. We actually heard Tad speak. Did we? I think we did. Okay. I don't know if it was recording, but we did. No, we did. We did hear Tad, didn't we? No. Oh. He's going to cut it. He's, he's nodding. No, yeah. he's going to. We did hear yeah, him, but he's going to edit it out. Oh, my God. He's going to go home, open his little bag it's of like chocolate the... chip cookies that are special, <laughs> and he's going to edit it out. Can you believe that? It's like the shark in Jaws. You won't see him until, like, the very end of this okay. podcast. All right. Well, yeah, I think we're at the very end. So uh, why don't we thank people for taking time to listen to this and uh, encourage people to to rate this uh, sub- to rate this podcast, wherever you can do that sort of thing, Spotify, Apple, to subscribe to it. Let's also thank... Again, Mr. Tad Davis, the man who makes this possible, our producer. 
Our executive producers, Anjanette Delgado and Kirkland Crawford. And the executive editor of the Free Press, Peter Batia, who after, I don't know, hearing this today, probably ain't going to let us come back, I would imagine. You never know. But uh, without him, it's not possible either. In any case, look, that's our show. Uh, Thanks again for taking time. We will see you next week.